Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing? Hey, Andrew. Hey, everybody. I'm good. It's perfect swampy DC afternoon. Um, it definitely the uh, dog days of summer. Would like to be lying over in the corner with Tashi, but here we are on our podcast. There you go. Yes, you know, I traveled back to DC this week. It's going to be 98 degrees on Friday. Diving in head first to DC yeah, you must, August. You must like the swamp and you like the uh, humidity. It's, it's, I think it's, you know, the Chinese word is the San Fu Tian, which are like the Chinese version of dog days of summer. And it's been crazy hot in parts of China. And actually, DC's been okay, but I think we are, we're definitely in our dog days right now. And so it's going to be a few miserable few days. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten lucky the first two months of the summer, which does not bode well for August. Uh, but, I was traveling this week, and we're recording a day later than usual. And I'm actually pretty glad we got the extra 24 hours because it gave us a little bit more time to digest a very busy few days in the PRC. We are not getting the peaceful, kind of languid summer news cycle one might imagine. Um, as we said last week, Chingong disappeared. We got some resolution on that front in the intervening week. I'll read from your newsletter on Tuesday, at least some procedural resolution. The standing committee of the 14th National People's Congress has replaced Chin Gong with Wang Yi, his predecessor. The return of Politburo member Wang, who is also the most senior diplomat in his role as director of the Chinese Communist Party Central Committee Foreign Affairs Commission Office, is another sign that Chin's disappearance will not have any impact on the direction of the PRC's foreign policy, which is, of course, guided by Xi Jinping thought on diplomacy. So just briefly, before we dive into the Chin aspects of the conversation, what's your reaction to how this played out from a procedural standpoint? It's very confusing and messy. Um, one that he disappeared effectively for 30 days. There was a brief comment. It was health related a few weeks ago, and then that was it. And then there was no answer. And then there was this standing committee, of the national people's Congress meeting that was effectively like an emergency meeting because it was the announcement was only the day before it happened. And there's supposed to be a longer period between the announcement and the actual meeting. Mm. Um, it was only a one day meeting. It's normally a, a, at least a two day meeting. Um, but then at the meeting itself, all they did was they announced that Xin Gong had been removed from his post as foreign minister, but he has a separate post, which is the state counselor, which is part of the cabinet, and he didn't lose that post. And so um, that was very strange. And I think the way it was announced, the fact that he kept that one position, some initial reactions were, okay, something's going on, obviously. But maybe they're leaving open the sort of a way for him to come back. And but they yeah. needed to fill the foreign minister spot because it's external facing. It was it a really was causing, important position. And it yeah, was it was an important an international position. news story. It was an international news story. It was not good for the PRC's image. It was potentially affecting the day-to-day -day work of diplomacy. So they needed a fix. And so after the announcement, it's like, okay, this is strange because if an official's an investi under investigation, usually there'll be an announcement, there's an investigation, they, they will be removed from all their posts. And there's a term, there's removal, and then there's dismissal. And dismissal usually comes 
at the conclusion of the investigation where then it gets, they get like kicked out of the party, kicked out of their job, dismissed from their job, and then their case gets transferred to prosecutors if it's a, mm-hmm. if it's a serious case. That hasn't, none of that has happened. However, s- sort of concurrent with this announcement, which again left some people saying, well, gee, maybe there's it's a health issue. All of a sudden, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs website was like, went into overdrive. Oh, yeah, people yeah. over there trying to delete everything about Qinggong from the Foreign Affairs, uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs website. A full on, you know, like, like you grab your, your iPad and you put the big eraser and you just start scrubbing, right? <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, it was funny because it, it happened throughout the day. More and more things were being deleted yeah. as the day unfolded. Um, yeah, I want to get to that in a minute. Well, the, the Wang Yi side of it, if stability is the goal, he was a pretty sensible choice, correct? Yeah, he's been, he's been, he was foreign minister from what, 2013 to earlier this year. And then he moved up in the system. He only has a party post and before yesterday. He was head of this, this central foreign affairs office of the Central Foreign Affairs Commission. Um, and he's a member of the Politburo, 24 members on the Politburo. Um, so he's actually come back into the state role because the foreign minister minister of foreign affairs is a state role, right? The separation between the party and state. Uh, and he's the easy choice. He knows the system. He knows the policies. He knows everyone at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Uh, and he knows, again, he's known globally. So he, you know, he was in a meeting in South Africa when it was announced. And I mean, nobody's going to skip a beat because everyone's been dealing with Wang Yi for the last 10 years. Yeah. And the, the Qingong mystery aspect of the story, there was that brief window that you mentioned where he'd been removed as foreign minister, but he retained the state counselor position. And there were a handful of people who in that brief, like two hours were saying, See, this is proof. It was a health issue all along and all this has been overblown. And then he's just like methodically deleted from the Chinese Internet. I'll read for the Wall Street Journal. This was a story with an excellent headline. Replaced, then erased. Mystery deepens around China's former foreign minister. And the journal writes, China's former foreign minister, who was replaced on Tuesday after he went missing from public view for more than a month, is now disappearing from parts of the foreign ministry's website, an erasure that is intensifying intrigue about what happened to him. Authorities didn't provide a reason for their decision to remove Chin Gong from his post, which has now been filled, at least temporarily, by his predecessor Wang Yi. Since replacing him with Wang, the ministry has scrubbed nearly all mentions of Chin as the foreign minister from its official website. Many references to Chin in his most recent role likewise disappeared from the ministry's account on Weibo, a popular social media platform. During the Mao era, the Communist Party was known to excise senior officials from photos and other official records, typically after they fell out of favor and were purged. Such high-level erasures have been much rarer in the decades since and may never have been carried out so conspicuously as this current situation. Um, So along the lines of that last paragraph, a number of people have noted that this kind of thing was common during the Mao era. Is it common under Xi, or is this sort of breaking new ground here with Qingdong? No, there's sort of the the digital erasure from... I mean, it it is... uh, Officials who are in trouble get scrubbed. Okay. Um, and so this, again, this, what's interesting too is the way it was happening was 
it sure looks like nobody at the foreign ministry itself had any idea what was going I, on. I was because, wondering about because, that because, because like, there was no preparation. This, there was no preparation. I mean, it it, it was and even you know twelve hours later. There was still you go to the like the web page or the the page on the foreign ministry site for the for the foreign minister in English and in Chinese. And it was like information still updating with a little like almost like an hour Honestly, blast, right? for, for any listeners who were not following this in real time, what happened is the announcement came out that Wang Yi was the new foreign minister. And then it was almost as if people at the foreign ministry got that announcement right along with it's quite, everyone it's, else. And it's it's quite possible that they did. And that's yeah. why... And then had to scramble and delete yeah, all these and, records and, and photos and, least, and everything else. And right now, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, it's still updating for both the English and Chinese uh, pages that the minister has their own uh, page on the foreign ministry website. And it's it's still updating. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus. 